I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. And as promised, uh, we're going to have a discussion uh, about the most trusted man, the most trusted voice in America. Uh, for so many years, uh, it was the one and only Walter Cronkite who regularly ended his broadcasts with. And that's the way it is. And because Walter Cronkite declared that's the way it is, that's the way it was, and he was the most trusted voice. Really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Dennis Romboy of the Deseret News, uh, great political writer and uh, has been uh, here uh, serving the people of the state of Utah uh, for a long time. And, uh, Dennis, thanks for joining us today. Uh, happy to be with you, Boyd. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, and and uh, you wrote just a, a fantastic piece of who is the most trusted voice in America. And, of course, you started uh, with a little backstory there in uh, in terms of Walter Cronkite. What did you find out about Walter Cronkite and how this whole most trusted man in America came about? Well, there, there, there was a poll, public opinion poll taken during the 72 election uh, by a prominent pollster who wanted to find out. He, he gave everybody kind of a trust index. And on the list of names was John or was uh, Richard Nixon, Ted Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, uh, men that were running for office at the time. And for some inexplicable reason, uh, this pollster put uh, Walter Cronkite on the list. He was the only media person. All the others were politicians. And so maybe just naturally he came out as the uh, the most trusted man in America as a result of that poll. Oh, fascinating. He really did become that trusted voice. Uh, you noted in your article that uh, he really was that authoritative, authoritative guide through so many uh, critical moments in the country's history, from uh, Kennedy to Martin Luther King to Bobby Kennedy, civil rights movement, walk on the moon, so many, so many other things. Um, uh, and then it, it just seems that uh, there never really was a, a passing of the baton uh, from Walter Cronkite to whoever was next. No, I think when he died, um, there was no one that really picked that up. Um, I think there have been attempts in the past to try to find somebody that would fit that bill and some public opinion surveys that were done. Um, you know, and some interesting names popped up from that, but none of them were um, people like Walter Cronkite. Um, and I remember, I mean, I was young when he was on the air, um, but I remember watching him talk about Vietnam and Watergate and those types of things. And, um, I, you know, he, he had that voice and that delivery that people trusted him. And I just don't think that anyone has been able to fill those shoes since. Yeah. And, and it seems, too, that uh, it's become uh, much more difficult. Uh, the fact that Walter Cronkite only had two other networks to really compete with uh, compared to the, the cable news networks we have now, plus the Internet and all of those different uh, channels and avenues. Uh, do you think it's even possible for someone to, to get to that, that kind of title or that kind of trust? 
Not in the atmosphere today. I just think it's so difficult with all these competing voices out there um, coming from different points of view, different backgrounds. And, and it's hard for us as Americans to really coalesce around any single person. I mean, look what's happening in the country right now. Um, you know, and we, we place our trust and our faith in, in a wide variety of people. Um, politicians certainly aren't trusted really anymore. Um, we have Hollywood, we have sports. Um, there's a lot of people that we can look up to and admire, but to put our trust in them, I, I think that takes it to another level that yeah. it's hard for us to, to get around a single person that we say, you know, we trust that person. We might trust them in certain spheres, but uh, I don't think there's anyone that really appeals or to the masses as, as the most trustworthy person uh, yeah. in our country. Yeah, fascinating. One of the things that I love that you did in this in this piece, and again, uh, we'll have this on our Facebook page today, and of course, you can go to Deseret.com as well uh, to read Dennis's article. But I, I love the fact that you went out to some people I would consider uh, high-trust people uh, to get their take on it. So you went from Joe Lieberman, uh, Mike Levitt, Natalie Gochner, uh, and a bunch of others. Give us a, a little flavor there. What uh, I, I actually, on my list, I would actually have Joe Lieberman on uh, my trust index for sure. But uh, tell us what he said about uh, trust in the country. Well, I mean, he, he said that, uh, well, let's see, who did he settle on? I'm trying to remember who he settled on. Oh, Bill Gates, is Bill that Gates. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he said it's hard to find any broadly trusted leader in government or religion, which I thought was interesting um, today. And so the person that came to his mind was Bill Gates, who he, he described as uh, successful and smart to the point um, of being wise even, and that he's nonpartisan. And, um, you know, he has philanthropic endeavors. I um, mean, he's a problem solver. All of those attributes are things that, that, that pointed Joe Lieberman to to Bill Gates. Yeah. And I know you. Uh, and, you know, and I think oh, he, he was a name that came up with other people that I talked to as well. And, you know, and I tried to I tried to seek out a lot of people um, to kind of weigh in on this. And, and some didn't bother to, to return my calls or my emails. <laughs> they didn't trust you, Dennis. <laughs> Uh, apparently not. Maybe I'm not the most trusted voice at the Deseret News or anywhere for that matter. But, uh, um, yeah, I, you know, most people, a lot of people just said they just couldn't come up with a name. And so I was appreciative that, that Joe did actually come up with a name. So that was good. Yeah. And I do think that's really telling that so many people struggled uh, off the top of their head to really think, you know, who – who would that be? Who do I actually trust? I think that's actually uh, one of the most compelling things that came out of your piece was uh, really this idea of of why is that? Uh, somewhere uh, you you had mentioned in the piece that uh, some people uh, trust, but they only trust those who already agree with them or who are in kind of their social media bubble. Yeah, I think that's really true. I mean, you know, people... Uh, they either watch Fox News or they watch CNN or they watch MSNBC, and then that's who they believe and who they trust. And and I think it would probably be helpful for all of us to to listen to to the all sides, you know, and and then try to form our opinions from that rather than just single sources and um, decide. Well, you know, we we believe or trust everything that 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 particular source yeah. says. Um, so. Yeah, very, very fascinating stuff. I, I know some of the others that came up uh, in the course of your reporting and, and writing. Uh, you had Warren Buffett uh, 
made an appearance there. Tom Hanks, uh, of course, uh, Oprah is is regularly on there as a voice. Um, and and Colin Powell, I think, was another one that uh, that popped up through there. But as, as you look at that, um, what does it tell you in terms of what's next? That's kind of where I am. Is okay if we're if we're completely lacking in anyone that we could really, you know, have a consensus around of, hey, that's a trusted voice. She's a trusted voice. He's a trusted voice. Uh, where do we go from here? Can can the democracy and a constitutional republic really survive uh, without that kind of trust? Well, I, well, without the trust, no, it probably can't survive. And I don't know that we we can find a single person again that that we would place our trust in. Um, it, I think that's going to be difficult going forward. Um, again, I think we need to kind of diversify where our, we get our information and try to find a truth from various sources, um, whether it's someone we would necessarily not necessarily agree with, you know, yeah. given our own stance and our own perspective on things. Um, I think that would that would be helpful for us to, to find our information and our truth from from various sources. It is hard to point to a single source anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to be pessimistic about that, but you know, there are probably people that didn't trust Walter Cronkite either. He thought that the trusted voice uh, label was a little overrated, actually, you know, because <laughs> because truth, uh, you know, trust means something different to everybody, I guess. Yeah, yeah. As only the most trusted voice could say that he thought that it was overrated. Uh, fantastic. Uh, great stuff. Dennis, always appreciate your perspective. Again, you can read Dennis's piece either on our Facebook page uh, or on Deseret.com. Uh, Dennis, uh, really appreciate that and a great, great piece uh, and a lot for all of us to think about uh, in terms of trust. And uh, so we'll round out this segment uh, coming full circle uh, to the previous most trusted voice in America. And that's the way it is. And that's the way it is for this segment. We'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to look at farewell address uh, from a single-term president. Uh, some important lessons for us today. Stay tuned on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.